Hello, my spooky friends, and welcome back to After the Ever, your podcast dedicated to all things paranormal and macabre, hosted by yours truly, me, the pumpkin queen. I am back. Wow, what a hiatus. It was way too long, but much needed. So let's get into what I've been up to since I've been gone. Let's start with my spooky renovation. So we did an entire home renovation, three bathrooms, a kitchen, new windows and doors throughout the entire home. Refinished the floor, new garage door, new lighting throughout the entire home. And all that's left is for the Wolfman to paint and some more spooky decor for my recording studio. It was really exciting. Very long process, a lot longer than the contractors told me, but I know, I know, they always say this, and it always turns out to be that, but it was so worth it. I look at my home every day and feel super lucky. Love it. Halfway to Halloween, so of course I've already been spooky, shopping, whatever you want to call it, hunting for Halloween. Found a couple great things. I got the witch from the Cracker Barrel. I'm so excited. And I got the ghost. I stood in line. Well, let me retract that. The Wolfman went to the Cracker Barrel at like 5.50 a.m. a couple weeks ago. And then we switched out and I was first in line and I got her. Super exciting. I love it. What else? Okay, we went on vacation. We went to Covington, Georgia, a.k.a. Mystic Falls. If you know, you know. We had a blast, got all kinds of stuff. And oh, we drove. Let me reiterate that. We did a, a road trip to Covington, Georgia. So where was I? I lost my place. Okay. On our way back from Covington, Georgia... We went to the Atlanta Aquarium. If you haven't been, it's a musty, extremely busy, but it was amazing. Totally worth it. Let's, what else? Last but not least, the inspo for this episode. We made a stop in Memphis to visit family. Then we traveled down to Beale Street, did all of the things, and then we stumbled upon this little dive bar called Ernstine and Hazel's. And that is where the haunting history begins. Today's episode is a paranormal legend with a splash of macabre history. So grab your blanket, light your candles, and welcome to the haunting history of Ernstine and Hazel's. Located in Memphis, Tennessee, Ernstine and Hazel's has seen it all. So many spirits have passed by that it's hardly a surprise that the place is so haunted. But that hasn't stopped the place from being a popular destination. Ever since it became an entertainment venue, the place has hosted big-time celebrities, such as Sam Cooke, Tina Turner, and Aretha Franklin, just to name a few. There are also other kinds of visitors who are said to call the building home. They roam the upstairs room, mess with the jukebox, and play the piano. 
their faces plaster the walls of the wallpaper and send people running through the hills. And that's just the light stuff. Ernstine and Hazel's has been a centerpiece of Memphis from the beginning. Before it was a bar, however, the building was a church. Then in the 1930s, the place became a pharmacy until the owner invented a gel hair type product that made him pretty wealthy. Satisfied with his new fortune, he very generously decided to give the building to two hairdressers who were using his product, Ernstine and Hazel. The two cousins turned the building into a cafe. Meanwhile, Ernstine's husband, a street promoter named named Sunbeam, opened a nearby music joint called Club Paradise, which hosted legends like B.B. King, Tina Turner, Aretha Franklin, Motown, Ray Charles, Bo Diddley, Sam Cooke, Chuck Berry, and Jackie Wilson. Throughout the next 20 years, these musicians walked from Club Paradise to Ernstine and Hazel's each night so they could get good food, tell stories, and find some action from the women upstairs. The good times rolled until the 70s when Club Paradise got boarded up with the rest of Memphis. Fast forward to 1992, Bud Chittum and Delmar George bought the property. And a couple of years later after that, Bud decided to bring on Russell George. No relation to Delmar. He was dancing and singing his way around the area. George owned another nearby bar at the time, and Chittum knew George's laid-back cool temperature was the perfect thing for Ernstine and Hazel's. And they owned the property for the next 20 years, until eventually selling. Ernstine and Hazel's is now owned and operated by a group of friends that endeavor to keep the bar the same old, same old diet bar that we have known and loved for decades. Ernstine and Hazel's looks like the antique that it is. I know, I've been there. It's amazing. It has not been renovated, The bottom floor houses a long wooden bar across one wall, booths along the other wall, with four tops scattered about, and a pool table. The bar itself is worn down. The booths and tables, though certainly newer, do show their age. Along the wall across the bar is the Wall of Fame. But this one doesn't necessarily look like your typical gallery of famous patrons. It more closely resembles the snapshot collages at your grandmother's house in the 70s. Ernstine and Hazel's has a long history of strange happenings. It is believed due to the ladies of the night who were violently murdered there along with the previous suicides upstairs that today's most employees, they avoid that area and mainly work on the lower levels, doing their best to ignore everything that they hear above their heads, including sounds of people walking around and even having full-on conversations. I don't know what I would do if I was working downstairs and then, you know, 
you hear the footsteps upstairs and then conversations, but you know nobody's up there. Spooky. One day, a guy who had been working there for 15 years went upstairs and apparently saw something that made him come running back downstairs at full speed straight out the front door, and he never came back to work, much less say what he saw. But downstairs, they say, is hardly any better. Employees report that the jukebox will often turn itself on or off by itself, sometimes turns itself on to a song related to whatever conversation is going on at the bar at the time. For example, one day, the day of James Brown's passing, two co-workers were talking about his death when I Feel Good started blasting. Also, the lights are known to play tricks on people, which seems to be ghostly activity. Sometimes they dim very low. Other times they brighten up so bright, almost enough to blind people in the daytime. Tourists who come looking for evidence hardly leave empty-handed. You can see weird orbs and shapes in almost every photograph taken, almost as if the camera is struggling to capture whatever is roaming in the building. You can even see human faces on the walls in some of the picture pictures that are plastered on the walls. Kind of, it, it's really creepy. I wish I could. I'll have to post some pictures. I know what they're talking about. It's wild. You can truly see faces like in the wallpaper. The wallpaper is totally peeling off and it's all old and decrepit. Most terrifying of all, however, are the voices and the chatter that you can hear but can't quite make out. Sometimes it almost feels like they're talking about you while you're looking around, taking pictures. Maybe they are. Who knows? It wouldn't be Ernstine and Hazel's without the gossip of a hair salon, that's for sure. So that was some of the history on the little dive bar, but I wanted to share some worker stories. There's one in particular that I'm going to get into. Her name is Karen Brownlee. I'm going to give you a little background, and then I'm going to read a snippet from an article when she did an interview. So it'll be in her words, and I'll just be repeating it. Let's see. Working for 13 years at Memphis's bar, Ernstine and Hazel's, Karen Brownlee has seen it all. From poltergeist jukeboxes to floating orbs to voices from hearing voices from the walls that know her by name. So at that time that this article was written, she had been working there for 13 years. Karen's like a fixture on the wall there. She started working there at the end of 2001 and loves it. Karen is also originally from Memphis, born and raised. Here are some of the things that Karen said in her own words. I don't really like talking about this stuff. I just get an eerie eerie feeling because I feel like the spirits might be listening, and I feel like I'm disrespecting them or something. It's crazy, I know, but I don't know how else to explain it. I never went here except for one time before I started working here. Even before I started working here, the place is known for its famous soul burgers. I used, I used to sell the burgers to Russell. 
I worked at a meat market for six years and he told me if I ever wanted a job to just come by. I had never worked in a bar before and I was freaked out in that big old bar by myself. Weird stuff happens here all the time, she said. I've been here by myself hearing the piano playing upstairs. Sounds like people are wandering around talking up there. All the rooms from the brothel are still upstairs. I've seen them. They're wild. The rooms still have bathtubs in them, sinks, a bed, a little smoking area. It, y- you have to see it. You can't take pictures up there without getting an orb in it, she says. They're everywhere. Karen also says, I hear things through the grape browning, through the ga- grape vine, though I'm not sure if it's true that some of the prostitutes were killed upstairs. I'm pretty sure all the spirits are women. I never really studied any of that stuff, and I never really believed in it until I worked here. But there's no doubt in my mind there is something in this building. I feel like whatever's in here will take care of me because I've been here so long and I respect the place. It's mainly the upstairs that I've dealt with, except downstairs the jukebox sometimes come on periodically and plays a song by random, and this happens all the time. You can ask my customers, we'll be sitting there talking about something and the jukebox will blare song pertaining to whatever we're talking about. Another time, a paranormal group was in here talking about exorcisms and stuff with Russell, and then all of a sudden, the song by the Rolling Stones, Symphony for the Devil, started playing on its own. I swear, I think that is the only time I got really scared when I was standing at the jukebox and it felt like somebody touched me. So that was Karen's story about all of her experiences working there at Ernstine and Hazel's. Let's find a couple more. So I found this other article online. It was written October of 22 about two patrons, Julian and Mark. And I'm just going to read it as they reported it. Julian, it was after nine at night, but Mark wanted to check out Ernstine and Hazel's in Memphis. I wanted to do laundry and write and go to sleep, but I said yes. Mark was excited. Mark said, It is true. I was excited. Ernstine and Hazel's is a dive bar in Memphis with a wild history. It used to be a brothel and after hours hangout for Wilson Pickett, Otis Reading, Ray Charles, among others. Otis Reading, sorry. The Rolling Stones paid a few light night visits, inspiring hunt honky-tonk women, the song, I met a gin-soaked barroom queen in Memphis. She tried to take me upstairs. So (laughs) the patrons reported hearing unexplained noises on the second floor. The jukebox plays on its own. And a few years ago, bones were discovered in the walls. Why wouldn't I want to go, Mark said. Julian, the place was empty. The cook, who was also the doorman, was outside smoking when we pulled up. I asked him if it's normally like this. He said, Wednesdays are slow, but I live on Fridays and Saturdays. (laughs) He told me to check out the faded photos on the wall, B.B. King, Danny Glover, 
Ella Fitzgerald, Woody Harrelson. Mark, I ordered a Knob Creek and a Coke for Julian. Julian. The jukebox was awesome, old and broken. You couldn't flip through it, didn't matter. The cook, the cook said it had a mind of its own. You punch in the number and it plays whatever it wants. Mark, the bartender said the second floor was closed, but we could walk up if we wanted. There are spirits, she said, but they wouldn't go, but they wouldn't hurt us. She handed me a photo that she said shows a ghost or a spectacle, spectral presence, but I couldn't see it. Julian, I've seen the skeleton key. That stuff only works if you believe it. Mark, for the record, I didn't believe it either. Julian, I ordered an Uber for 1030 and we went upstairs. Finding a sense of home where I didn't expect it, just when I needed it. Mark, there's a long dark hallway. The walls are all messed up with holes in the plaster. A few doors were padlocked. Others were open. There was an old grimy tub in one room, a dingy derelict fridge in another. Julian, it's definitely creepy, but nothing a few light bulbs and some paint couldn't fix. We looked in a few of the other rooms and tried to imagine what terrible things happened. It wasn't hard. One room looked like ground zero for a million walks of shame. It, It really does, just to be honest. Mark, it was grim. A slashed seat leather couch, ashtrays, and a busted up lamp and a nicked up coffee table. Julian, all of a sudden... Mark did one of those horror movie head swivels. Did you hear that? Mark, it was crazy. We were standing in the doorway and a woman's voice said, Hey! Not a whisper, clear and loud as if she were right next to me. I jumped and freaked out. And I asked, Julian, did you hear that? Julian, nope. I told Mark, I've seen this movie. And I definitely did not hear anything. Mark, it was terrifying for real. Nothing like that has ever happened to me. Julian thought I was doing a bit just to show off. Julian, I told him our Uber's here. He kept trying to get me to say that I heard something. I kept trying to get him into the Uber. Mark, downstairs I felt dizzy. I waved weakly to the bartender and kept walking. She waved back. She wasn't kidding. There are spirits, I thought. Well, that was a couple cool stories from Ernstine and Hazel's. My visit there was fantastic. If you're ever in downtown Memphis, you got to check it out. And well, my spooky friends, that's all she wrote for today's episode. I know it was a quick one. If you ever want to help support the podcast, please subscribe to the show wherever you listen to your podcast. Follow me on Instagram at After the Ever Podcast. DM me if you have any listener stories or even some suggestions for an episode. Thank you all again for listening. Look out for the next episode. Until next time, stay spooky and to the Wolfman. <laughs> <laughs>